0: you Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them from their past. On the show, you know that we'll talk as much about what made playing the game special and what our guest loves about it, as we will about the context of how and when they fell in love with this game for the first time. A little bit of housekeeping up top. Uh, If you're on social media, check us out. Engage with us. We sure are fun over there. You can find us on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod and on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game. But just the one Y. So that's B Y O U uh, R. If you've been listening to this show and or you're a first time listener and you're just hot, you're just hot on supporting us, you want to just see us be our best selves. Um, you can do that a few ways. You can of course give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, uh, which is super helpful. That helps our visibility. It helps people checking out the show to see uh, what you're liking. So maybe let us know what your favorite episode is or even just how dang cool today's guest was. uh, And then we'll be sure to relay that to him. Um, You can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or even the game we're going to be focusing on for today's main discussion. And lastly... As you may hear an ad on the show, uh, we are all over Patreon. Uh, You can find us at patreon.com slash supernpcradio, where we've got a ton of bonus content, uh, not only for this show, but all the other shows on the network. Um, You can find, uh, in fact, uh, this show has a bonus episode every month, the Call Me By Your Game co-op episode, where I sit down with a group of people to talk about an impactful game, to multiple of us it's a little different than the than the uh intimate one-on-one interview that i'll be doing today um and we recently covered Deathloop, uh the first person shooter sort of puzzle game from arcane leon um that is it for the housekeeping for the show and i will finally introduce our guest for today so please welcome up-and-coming skate legend alfred aquino ii welcome to the show
1: buddy Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for introducing me by my proper career title. Hey. Um, That's on all my business cards, Upcoming Skate Legend. Oh, of course. Thank you.
0: Oh, yeah, I was more concerned about that than, you know, getting your name right or anything like that. (laughs) Um, It was the first thing, in fact, that I I wrote down. Um, And I meant to put... uh, I also, I realized as I, I wrote on that, I meant to put like, and apprentice to but then I forgot the name of the guy who owns the skate shop in this game. Um, you, do you remember that Oh. Part? Yeah. Uh, oh. Gosh. And I, cause I was, you know, researching for the episode. I saw him a bunch. He's always do, it's a, it's like a white oh. guy always doing yoga.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Uh, The guy, yeah, the the skate team owner, uh, Paul Peralta. Yes, uh, there we go. Legendary skate businessman in his own right.
0: Yes, yes. There we are. Okay. Well, you know, you're his, and I'm just gonna retroactively label you as uh, his apprentice. Um, Yes. Now, uh, Alfred. um, Before I introduce you, and we talk about how we know each other, and anything you want to share about yourself. There is something that I have been meaning to do on this show for three or four episodes now. I, I do this thing, you know, you probably heard the housekeeping as you were so patiently listening to me, where mm-hmm. I tell I invite people to rate and review us. Um, normally I'll also say, uh, and if you leave a nice review, it's not bigoted, I'll read it on the show. Uh we've had a review sitting in here for four weeks that I always say, and after I introduce my guest, I'll I'll read it. Uh I have forgotten for weeks in a row. So do you mind if I read a couple reviews on air for this podcast? Oh, please go
1: ahead. Um, I would love to hear it. Oh
0: my goodness. Uh, I love it. So here we go. Let's go ahead and read the one that I have been waiting to do. This is left on September 3rd, 2021 from Snook fan. I don't know if they're a (laughs) fan of Snooki or what that means, but here we go. The title is Wonderful Show. I listened to the episode discuss- discussing city skylines, which was with Scott Theed, uh, and thoroughly enjoyed it. Lots of great information presented clearly, with all the needless, silly giggling that plagues so many other podcasts. Keep up the good work. It's very kind of uh, Snook Fan. Thank you for leaving that uh, review. Also, I'm. I feel like we got off easy because there's a lot of needless, silly giggling on this show. Uh, <laughs> there will continue to be, but nonetheless, thank you, Snook Fan. Um, and then
1: yeah, go Snooky. Yes, ex-
0: that's probably who it is. Um, yeah, it's Snooky herself. Yeah. So oh my gosh, we have, a, we have a fan. Uh, <laughs> and then I actually happen to have another listener uh, uh, that left a review. So I'll read that one as well. Uh, and this is from Casio, with an exclamation point. It's titled, A Nostalgic Feel-Good Time. And it it reads as follows. I actually haven't read it, so we'll see. Maybe it is bigoted. Um, (laughs) I've listened to a bunch of gaming podcasts for years. And before I found this one, I always wished I could find a gaming podcast that had a more personal and in-depth discussions about the games I love. Finding Call Me By Your Game perfectly fulfilled that wish. Aw, how sweet. Uh, Connor, and uh, if I do say so myself, uh, is a great welcoming host who just seems like such a sweet down-to-earth guy. I'd be happy listening to him about pretty much anything but pair him with discussions about games especially Zelda ones and you have an undeniably solid podcast hope to keep listening to episodes for years to come how dang nice of you Cassiel Oh yeah, that's
1: so nice that's Polly D from Jersey Shore Oh yeah.
0: my god yes yeah. you know what the whole crew is probably listening <laughs> the
1: whole crew listens in No wonder
0: we it. do so well in uh in Jersey um, yeah. <laughs> gosh. Well. Uh, yeah. So, listeners out there, uh, if you read, uh, if you if you leave us a five star review uh, with uh, something nice like that or anything really, as long as it's not rude or bigoted, could even be some valid criticism, I'll read it on the show. Uh, and even if it's two months later. Um, but thank you. So, I'll finally, Alfred, thank you for allowing me that time to do that. Um, uh, the way that you and I know each other, I actually remember the moment i met you um it's like one of these memories that sticks in my mind uh and this isn't uh, there's it's not a there's no right or wrong answer uh you're not <laughs> i'm not going to end the episode if you don't remember but do you maybe remember when we first met
1: i okay i'm not unsure if this is when we first okay met, but i remember my first oh i guess one of my first memories of you? I thought you were going to say period. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember. Uh, let's go back to one of my first memories. Oh, my goodness. Uh, way back a, farther than baby. I <laughs> thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Because I can also well, tell
0: you, because i think pretty sure I know.
1: Okay, you pr- you probably have a better memory than me.
0: Okay, because no, I didn't want to put any... I felt like I put some pressure on you right there. Um, well, now I'm
1: curious. I'll go first. i Okay, go, go first. for it. My first because mine doesn't seem that climactic. Sure. I remember it might have been a case, and I remember this a little more. It was just a few years back, and I think we were at Birds after a Herald Night at UCB. Okay. And, like, everybody was there. And I remember specifically that night, I was like, uh, I don't know, I I don't like this without getting into the whole like uh, UCB like (laughs) sketch and improv like world thing. um, I I was more of a sketch writer and I didn't know that many improvisers, but I was every time I'm at a Herald night and I hang out afterwards, I'm like, oh, I don't know everybody as well as everybody knows each other. And I saw you and like you're you're always so friendly. But I think that night, and this is why I say this is one of my first memories of you, I think, is because I think what I said to you was like, I'm pretty sure we've met before, Yes, <laughs> but uh, we see each other often and I just want to reintroduce myself. It was one of those things where oh, I was like of reintroducing myself to you because I feel like we had met before. But yeah, I didn't know when.
0: <laughs> no, you're well, yeah, a, you're correct. We had met before, uh, and B, uh, th- that happens so much around that scene, especially. And don't worry, the listener gets a lot of UCP talk on this
1: show because that's <laughs> yeah.
0: what, like, where 90% of the guests for this show come from. Yeah. Um, I think so th-
1: that's uh, that's mainly what people listen for, right? For a good UCB inside baseball history. Oh
0: yeah, I mean uh. that's we're this is how we're piecing it together now that it's maybe gone forever. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. 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 So uh, anyway, I remember meeting you because I went to my friend's first mod show way back when. Happened to be New Deal's first show. And oh. I, I met you at a uh, public house that, that night. And yes. I remember, uh, I don't even know if we talked until maybe the moment you're bringing up, but I just remember s- sitting at a table with a bunch of people because Brett was my friend who I knew before, Brett Moline. Yeah, uh, Shout yeah. out to that legend. Um, shout out Brett Moline, love him. And, and then, yeah, I just remember meeting you and I was like, oh, I don't know who you are. And then I knew who you were. Uh, in all in one yeah. fell swoop
1: <laughs> wow that's great and i'm glad you remember that because that was i guess an overwhelming night for me because yeah. it was like not only was uh, i didn't know anybody i was like very new to the community yeah. i was one of the very very lucky people who like just like went straight through all the sketch classes and i was just like I'm gonna apply for mod, whatever. I'm just gonna throw it at the wall. Like I still need more training. Yeah. But whatever, I'll apply and then just apply next year, see what happens. Totally. And then I somehow got on. <laughs> Very absolutely lucky and lucky with the team I got on with. Um, but yeah, like we had our first show and I still barely knew anybody. I was barely going through the improv classes then too. Wow. I was still in like 101 or something when that show went up. So everybody at Public House, I remember, was talking about things I didn't know about yeah. <laughs> still. So I was very overwhelmed. I was meeting so many people. <laughs> I was like learning about the improv world. I was learning about UCB. I remember even then like uh, general terminology was so like foreign to me. Oh, people yeah. were saying the word bit. <laughs> and that was somehow so new to me. It's how fresh I like, you okay. were. I, yeah, it was so fresh. <laughs> And people were talking about, is this a bit? And I was like, in my head, I was like, what is a What's bit? bit? <laughs> What's a bit? What is a bit? What are they talking about? Wow! Um, I have matured since then. Um, I am, I am a comedy master uh, now. So and you can do bits. Uh, so. and I know what they are. I can do bits. I can do bits. Um, and I will never stop. It's sad.
0: Yeah. Now you're cursed like all of us. Uh, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> that all tracks. Um, I don't remember a ton about the night, but I do remember sitting across from you there and talking to you for a little bit and i think that all sounds really familiar what you're telling me so i'm sure you probably relayed some of that info to me um at the time man that's so funny and also you know ended up being i mean one of the greatest sketch shows we saw our sketch teams we saw at ucb and had such an incredible run with i mean all of you yourself included like give yourself credit were so talented even like the few changes that happened on the team like everyone seemed at least from Someone who saw a lot of those shows. Uh, everyone seemed to gel well from the outside, and um, also shout out to a former about a year ago guest on the show Jeff Topolsky. Um, oh, who came on? Oh, love Jeff. Yeah. Oh uh, my gosh. Love,
1: love that guy so much. But yeah, um, that's how truly. Oh yeah, truly some of the most talented people on that team. I mean, I there's so many people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, love them so much. I yeah, but honestly, I learned so much from that team. Like I said, as someone who was brand new. Yeah. And then like meeting these people and I'm just like, "Oh, man."
0: Yeah, incredible. <laughs> I love it. Well, so that's that's how we met. We've um seen each other a few times this year magically um and and gotten to know each other not super well we're still like friendly acquaintances friendly you know we're bordering on that friend zone and i and and, like the friend zone you want to be in where you're actually friends with somebody
1: yeah Um,
0: (laughs) but what would you like to share um with the listener about maybe what you're up to now and anything about yourself
1: uh about my anything um you know here uh anytime hey bless you oh thank you <laughs> get the pepper out of your nose know. <laughs> um well anytime i'm on a thing like this and everything i <laughs> i always like to share that i'm a cool fun guy hey guys i'm friendly i can I like. second this yeah <laughs> thank you so much see this is where the, that's the moment where we became uh, absolute friends. of course yes! so no doubt about it <laughs> uh, but other than that no uh, I think the biggest thing I'd want to talk about that's going on in my life is uh, Ocha, uh, yeah the short film that, uh, I'm working on uh, we talked about this a little before we started recording but the episode with Jane yes uh, who co-wrote it with me and then uh, there's also Chuck Ma who I also believe was on yes uh, oh, so man. now I have I have the three yeah, you have the three. You, complete, you completed the Ocha Gauntlet. Yes. So when you snap, you have the ability to, uh, I don't know, make our film disappear. I guess. No, don't do it, Connor. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Um, no, uh, what's it called? Yeah, so I co-wrote it with Chuck Ma and Jane. And while Jane was on the show, we were crowdfunding it. Hey, if you guys weren't keeping up. We successfully reached our goal a few months ago Mm. and we've shot and we shot everything. We wrapped shooting and now I am editing it. Yeah. Um, And yeah, Uh, once we're done editing it, we're going to submit it to film festivals, have screenings, but um, yes, keep an eye out for Ocha, the short film about three drunk people having a night out. And I particularly play a very sad, heartbroken guy, who just went through a breakup. Aw. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. And everybody loves seeing a guy who just went through a breakup get very drunk and try to party. So Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Gosh. Who doesn't love it? It's it's very, very great to see. Man, well, that's...
0: Yeah, the the listener... I'm sure the listener has been keeping, up, keeping tabs on mm-hmm. Ocho. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just in case you weren't, uh, you can still check it out on social media and keep up with... You come out for that over. The, who knows what the timeline is, but over the time. Um, well, yeah. Was there? Was that all you really wanted to share about yourself?
1: Uh, yeah. I just want to say that I'm a cool, fun guy. Um, Agreed. If Again, people didn't get that the first time. Yeah. So. Cool. We're yeah, really yeah, driving okay.
0: that message home today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the main thing I want people to come away with. Good. Because <laughs> I'm afraid people are listening right now and they're like, "This guy seems uncool and not fun." And not a guy. Just in case so. there's
0: like 1% of the listenership who is thinking that, we've got them now.
1: It's probably the Jersey Shore people who... Oh, Snooky and <laughs> yeah, uh, Pauly D?
0: Is that who D. Yeah. Yeah, Snooki and Polly D, yes. Um, and if the rest of the cast of Jersey Shore could also leave their <laughs> reviews, I would really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, before we get into your general history with games, would you tell us the title of the game we're going to be discussing for the main event later?
1: Yes, um, we will be talking about Tony Hawk's Underground, uh, also known as Thug, yes. which people lesser called it. But yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I had forgotten that. And then when I was making like my folder on my computer where I'm going to save the audio files in Dropbox, I uh, type, I made it, I abbreviated it to T H U. And then I like Mm -hmm. after that was before I like researched the game, um, and then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot people called it Thug. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So
1: underground, the hidden G. Those compound words really, uh, really sneak up on you. They do. Um, But speaking of yeah, that the fact that it was called Thug, I remember the game came out. I was like a sheltered kid. Yeah. And I remember I was like Thug. That that's bad. (laughs) Yeah. Like I don't (laughs) like. I'm, I am was scared like my mom was going to get mad that I got a game that like shortened to the yes, name. Yes, she can't Bug. find out. Yeah, she can't find out. Oh, no. Gosh, <laughs>
0: well, I'm really excited to hear about your history and uh, connection to that game a little later. But let's get into your general history with video games for a little bit. Um, do you remember when you first took like an interest in video games at all?
1: Yeah, well, I don't have a specific memory. Sure. I just have this general thing. So basically, like, w- ever since I could remember, I have an older <laughs> brother's name's Ryan. Um, he lives in New Zealand now. Whoa. But my earliest relation to games was just, like, he's five years older than me, and he would just play games, and I would just watch him play. Wow. And it was, like, an early version of Twitch. Yes. Where it was very entertaining for me to just watch him play and he would play games like Final Fantasy oh um that those were that was the biggest game that I would just watch him play do you remember like, which one it was uh there was a few oh, okay. I would watch it like so yeah I my earliest memories started at Final Fantasy 7 I think awesome yeah and then or was it no it was seven seven is the one was that cloud. with this
0: little guy cloud?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's cloud. I just got this um, the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got it for this podcast. You knew my history of games. Yeah. I did
0: already. some uh, creepy research.
1: <laughs> yeah, you interviewed my brother. Yeah. Um,
0: That's coming out after I, your dad's episode. It's going to be a
1: whole oh, three part. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're uh, interviewing the whole Akino family. <laughs> Pretty much. Sounds good. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to watch him play Final Fantasy, and literally, I would watch him play like seven, I watched him play eight. I watched him wow. play, yeah, 9 and 10. Dang. And I have an extensive knowledge of those games without, like, having played it. Yeah. Um, And it was a funny thing because it eventually became, like, when I was young, of course, I would just watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then there became, and I'll get into this a little later, but, like, there became a thing where it's, like, as I got older, I'd be like, I want to play. Yeah. And, he- and my brother, like, we get along now, but he used to be kind of a bully to me. Checks out. he used to just be, like... You're not allowed to even touch the console. Ugh. You're only allowed to watch this. Ruthless. Thing. So, yeah. Uh, so, I had a whole thing where I was just watching him play any game that he got. And, like, unless there was, a, like, a multiplayer game, like, we would play against each other. Like, that's all I could do Yeah, him and play games. But, yeah. Those games mainly, I feel like there was a few other. He played a lot of RPGs, I remember. Yeah,
0: sounds like it.
1: Yeah. Um, and then some of the other games, it was like mainly the final fantasy games. And then he would, uh, play with his friends. He would play super smash brothers. With nice. His friends, and that was a big one that I wanted to talk about, but it was right. like, it's not, yeah. Um, the big <laughs> thing with that, I think, and this, I, this also like, uh, plays into like my, um, uh, my history with games is so. They started playing Melee. Well, no, we played. we started playing Super Smash Brothers on six N64, of course. Yeah. And he had this friend named Matt that he was good friends with throughout like all his years of elementary school and high school. Um and I would just watch them play, and they were so good. And then Melee came out. And then this was around the time where I was like, oh, I want to start playing video games. <laughs> but they like They sometimes wouldn't let me play. And understandably so. It's like when you're at a certain level of game and then you have your little brother coming in. And you're like, I want to play with you. But then it's like he barely knows the game. Yeah. It's like a little bit of like an interference. I mean, they could have still been nicer. Yeah, they could have. You're Um, giving them a lot of leeway.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm
1: being too nice. Yeah. But this is is my comeuppance. What happened was like they wouldn't ever let me play. So I would make it a point. To like whenever my brother was out of the house or away or something, I would sneak in to the GameCube, even though like he would say like, you're you're not allowed to play yeah. it or whatever. I would sneak into the GameCube and just like put on like a level nine Falco and just train. Oh, like, wow. Train as much as I could. And I got like, I got pretty good at the game. And so there was what it feels like a movie plot. There was like one day they were playing, and I was like, "Yo, come on, just let me play a game." Yeah, like I promise, like I'll make it worthwhile. Yeah, and then, um, eventually, yeah, I started like holding my own. Yeah, and then it wasn't like an immediate like I was beating them right away, but like they could tell that I could play, and they were just like entertaining it. But eventually, I started beating them. Nice. They were getting so mad about it. <laughs> <That> checks out. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't like uh, seeing uh, me mature. It was very. Um, but some
0: insecurities coming out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was great. And then yeah, I think from then on though we just kind of like now we were like oh yeah we can competitively play this against each other for fun. Nice. And then, so yeah, that's one of the few games. Super Smash Bros. is one of the few games I'm not like excellent at it. Yeah, it was like later that I found out there's like pro Smash Bros. <laughs> players that are doing things that I'm like, I this is crazy. Yeah, like um, all
0: the special moves and yeah. uh, things that you can do. Especially that's like yeah, it became popular in melee, which still remains like a a scene. There's still a scene for that, but even in like yeah. the new. Have you played? Do you play Smash Ultimate? Do you have a Switch?
1: no i wish i've been making it like oh once uh they announced that sora yes came out, i'm like been joking about it with some of my friends i'm like should i get a switch now is it, it time like i should get a switch yeah. yeah um but yeah yeah that whole scene like may me- like people break down melee to the technical aspect people study it and just like do all they have like terminology for it yeah i'm on tiktok a lot right now like super smash brothers melee tiktok comes across my feed a lot <laughs> And I'm just like, it's, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy world. I love wow. Halo. Um, and I get, okay, so that's like the middle of it. Other than that, I remember I have a huge history with playing Halo a lot on Ooh. Xbox Live. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, this was yeah. This was <laughs> moving into like eighth grade for me, I think. But um, one of the specific memories I have of Halo that I love telling this story <laughs> Um there, uh, there's a time where I was like waiting in the lobby for my friends to hop on, this was like a summer day. Like we were just playing Halo, like, just through from like 5 PM, maybe even like 2 PM in the afternoon to like 5 AM in the morning. Wow. Or whatever. We Do you remember,
0: um, were you playing the first, the second, the third?
1: I think by then this might've been Halo two okay gotcha uh halo 2 or 3 am i it's yeah. the one with coagulation uh wait did some of them have coag- i think it was halo 2 <laughs> okay cool i was just curious <laughs> but yeah uh uh one of the specific memories i had though was like <laughs> i was sitting at the lobby waiting and i was listening to blink 182 um <laughs> as you this do. was also appeared <laughs> yes as you do there's this was also a period of time i'm getting on tangents now uh, where you could put, I don't know if you remember, you could put, like, your music library onto your Xbox. Yeah. And there were some games that let you put it into the game themselves as cues, and I played a lot of ESPN football, and <laughs> it was so funny because I had Smash Mouth, like, in my music library, and I had it set to every time, like, you'd make a touchdown, a Smash Mouth <laughs> song would play. That's it was, incredible. Like, it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't all star. It was like some of their deeper cuts off that album. And yeah. yeah, I have like now I have like a triggered memory. Like every time that song plays, like I think of like getting a touchdown in ESPN. I love it. Anyway, that wasn't my specific memory though. I was listening to Blink 182. Um, do you know the song Adam's Song? Yeah. By Blink 182? Yes. Yeah. I was just sitting in the Halo lobby and then actually, and then I was, that song came on. And then I heard it before, but this was the first I had time. This was the first time I had actually like listened to what that song was about. And then I remember just realizing what the song was about. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is heavy stuff. Yeah. You know, my eighth grade, seventh grade brain was like. Just going through it. Yeah, <laughs> and really? So I started like, just like really feeling it and like kind of like, I started like just getting teary eyed. Oh crying. my goodness. I wasn't like bawling crying, but I was like really feeling uh, some sort of empathy with it. And yeah. then um, it unlocked something. Yeah. It unlocked something <laughs> in me. Um, new achievement unlock. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, yeah, shortly after, yeah, my friends hopped in the lobby and I was like, all right, guys, let's get this W. Like, are you sure you're
0: ready to play? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah,
1: I had to cover up my tears. Um, yeah, it was a very angsty session that day. I love that.
0: Um, <laughs> what are some, uh, are there other impactful games maybe after that time? Maybe like a couple that you definitely want to m- mention leading up until um, present day?
1: Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, shortly after Halo, I think, cause like I mentioned, the big games that I got obsessed mm. with, I got obsessed with SSX Tricky. Oh, that's I, right. Yeah, that that was another game, and this kind of falls in line to what else, everything else I'm gonna talk about, cause mm-hmm. SSX Tricky. Was a snowboarding game of course and i hear it was talked about in the show in the past so one of the first of, episodes <laughs> yeah so some of your hardcore jersey store viewers probably already know of what course. the game is but <laughs> I, my specific memory with that game was like i would play it it was one of the first games uh like i said uh it was one of the first games that i really got good at mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be talking about this a lot. Like a lot of my video game history has to do with this like uh, competitive like uh, relationship with my brother. It was one. It was probably the first game where I knew hands down I can beat him every single time. Yeah. That's I think why that game became so important to me. And the other reason was like they were the game is so outrageous and amazing in the tricks that they do. Yeah. That one day I was just like. Or not one day, but I was like watching it, and I was like, "One day, I'm gonna learn how to snowboard, and I'm gonna be the first person to pull off these tricks." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't know if the, I don't know if the listener, whoever's listening right now. I don't if you guys are familiar with the game. The specific one that comes to mind: there's a guy named, there's a character named Simon. I
0: knew you're going and, here, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's one of his special tricks is like literally he takes the board off his feet. And then spins it around his neck. And it looks like a helicopter. And then he grabs it and slaps it back on his feet. And I literally was watching that as a kid and was just like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm gonna do that when I grow
0: up. Always <laughs> aspirational. For, yeah. You've always been aspirational, my friend. That's incredible. Yeah. It's funny when That's, you started to talk about that, the move I imagine, I was like, if there's a craziest move I can think of. It's that one, and you said it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really sticks out to you. That and uh, Eddie's uh, no, was it Mac? Mac was a breakdancer, right? I think he so. Yeah, does like a like a six step and like a like a backspin thing on his or like a headspin. No, Eddie does a headspin. Mac does the breakdancing. Yeah, on the boards. Anyway. But yeah, and that this game, that game, and like my relationship to it, kind of leads on to like the rest of what I'm talking about with like Tony Hawk. all the Tony Hawk games. I played all of them since I was a kid. Uh, that was one of the first games like me and my brother could agree playing uh, against each other. Totally, with. Uh, like one and two, yeah, like those games actually, like one through four, really uh, put the or really gave me a relationship with skateboarding. Because in those games, like, you you would be skateboarding, of course, but they also had, like, they also played snippets of, like, actual skate videos. Oh, yeah. So you can unlock them, whatever, when you're playing the game. And, I, yeah, I would just watch them. And that was legitimately, like, uh, what got me into skateboarding yeah and i laugh about it now because you know as we stated earlier i'm an upcoming skate legend yeah of course Um, (laughs) but realistically i i'm gonna preface all this by saying like i'm not like the best skateboarder but it skateboarding has had such a huge influence on my life and career and i do it as a hobby and it's like very like it's fun for me and yeah it's very important to me so the tony hawk games hold a special place in my heart because they are the jumpstart to putting skateboarding in my life. Yeah. I remember Tony Hawk's 1 and 2 is what introduced me to a skateboarder named Rodney Mullen. Yes. Like the godfather of like all the tricks in skateboarding. And I remember watching those videos and I was like, I'm going to be like that guy. So I learned a lot of those tricks on a skateboard. Dang. Um, yeah. So that's what it kind of... That was a game, those were the games like SSX Tricky. I was like playing Tony Hawk, and I was just like, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I'm become a pro skateboarder, that's what I want to do. So, you maybe did spin a, a snowboard
0: around your neck, but you did manual and kickflip and all that jazz. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I did, which learn. is an
0: accomplishment, truly. Um, if anyone's <laughs> ever stepped on a skateboard, uh, you know, it's quite difficult the first time you maybe the first hundred times you get on a board.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's scary business.
0: Gosh, well, that's really fantastic. The The last question I have for you before we take a break is, has there been a game in recent memory
1: that you've really enjoyed? Yeah, um, I can rattle off a few. Sure. But... Um, I guess, like, to co- I guess to uh, come to a, a conclusion of my history of games to put a little bow on it. Yeah. So the, all the games I mentioned hold a special place in my heart, but really, what kind of happened on the tail end? Uh, I started playing games a little less, and what I started finding was I like I started liking open world games a lot more because I find myself to be a casual gamer. I don't like really get too invested in a lot of games. Um, but open world games really stick out to me and so it's like grand theft auto was of course like everybody loves that game yeah um and grand theft auto 5 like recently i got that game or it was a years ago when it first came out yeah but i was just so impressed with that story it's like the people at rockstar and what they're doing with the grand theft auto series yeah amazing chef's kiss <laughs> um Uh, Most recently, during the pandemic, I played a lot of Red Dead Redemption. Uh, Video games did come back into my life during the pandemic because there was a group of friends. And to pass the time, we would play a lot of games. And it kind of like, I hadn't played games in a long time. Wow. Uh, And then we started playing like games like Terraria. I got into Minecraft for the first time. Um, And we did that during the pandemic, but it was still kind of like dabbling for me. But, and then another game that holds a special place in my heart is Tetris. I love that game nice. so much. Spent And specifically Tetris Battle, the one where you play against someone and when yes. you get a certain amount of lines or a Tetris, you send lines to someone else. That is so fun to me. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, the game that I consistently play nowadays is the skate games. Yeah. Uh, coming back to my history with skateboarding games. It's like a big Skate 3 specifically was, like, the perfect game of, like, it's it's an open-world feel, and all you're doing is skateboarding, and it's the most realistic mechanism for a skateboarding game. And it's, like, this starts getting into, like, skate de- skating inside baseball details, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, as a skateboarder, it just feels so real because it's, like, you literally spend hours just trying to do, like, A specific trick yeah (laughs) like there's a storyline and everything and that's all fun but you can still spend hours in the in the game as a player like just like in real life like a skateboarder trying to film a trick or something taking all day to film it like you can do that in the game you sit down at a rail like a handrail uh, and then spend like hours just kind of like getting the exact trick that you want to get and wow. um, that is very fun and therapeutic for me. It was like, it was a, especially at a, an early time in my life where I was like skateboarding all the time uh-huh. on summer days, whenever it was like a rainy day or something, like I would just play that game. That's awesome. Just, it would just have the almost the same fulfillment. So yeah. And then funny enough, when you hit me up about this podcast yeah. and I was like thinking about what game I wanted to talk about, it made me download skate three on a ps3 emulator on my oh really (laughs) so i just recently started wasting more hours on it (laughs) i love it good (laughs) yeah anytime i can
0: uh you know whether it just just in somehow influencing someone to play more games i have done my job uh yeah well that's incredible thank you so much for sharing about your history uh we'll take a go ahead and take a quick break and then we come when we come back we'll talk all about your history with Tony Hawk's Underground. Uh, so, Alfred, I will see you on the other side.
1: Back it goes, a like this. It's Welcome
0: back my to Call Me by. Of course, here to discuss Tony Hawk's Underground with uh,
1: the great Alfred Aquino II. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having me back again. Hey, you I are thought, so... I thought, you know, I thought this was going to end after the break. I thought you were going to be like, you know, you can go. Uh, you know, but...
0: you're not the first person to suggest that. Uh, and <laughs> I'm glad that you're aware because if it would have gone sour, I always have the chance to pull the plug. But, <laughs> but, of course, it was phenomenal and super fun to catch up, so... Let's get into a little bit of history and context of this game. Um, like I told you before the show, I'll just be sort of sharing some basic information about it. Um, and if you want to jump in at any point, feel free, and then we'll get into your history with it. Um, but to kick us off, Tony Hawk's Underground is a skateboarding video game and the fifth entry in the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series. It was developed by Neversoft and published by Activision for the Nintendo GameCube, PS2. Xbox, and Game Boy Advance in 2003. It was also ported to Windows in 2004 in Australia and New Zealand. Quite interesting, Uh, but nowhere else, I guess. Um, (laughs) Underground is built upon the skateboarding formula of the previous Tony Hawk games. Uh, The player explores levels and completes goals while performing tricks. Uh, The game features a new focus on customization, uh, which this is like the Probably the big thing about this game is that the player, instead of selecting a pro skater, um, which you could create a custom one in previous games, creates a custom new character um, and it adds the ability for them not only to uh, you know, dismount, get off your board and walk around, um, but the plot and the main campaign follows the player character and their friend named Eric Sparrow. Oh, Guess he's sort of the dark side of the coin to Tony Hawk. Eric
1: Huck. Sparrow. Never forget you know what? him. <sighs> Can we curse on this show? I don't curse. Curse that away. Much. I don't curse that much, but y'all, fuck Eric Sparrow. Yeah. He's... Unless there's a there's a real Eric Sparrow listening to this, yeah. you're probably not him. You're referring to the fictional character in this I, game. I'm referring to the fictional Eric Sparrow. But that guy is ugh. Talk
0: about wolf. like a rival and and a fall from grace. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we can get into him later too, but starts (laughs) as your best friend and ends up as just this awful guy. uh, Yeah. And your rival.
1: Um, Yeah, and truly truly the game gave a good insight into toxic relationships. It did. Uh. (laughs) Gosh. Um, At least in like
0: Pokemon, your rival hates you from the start. (laughs) This guy, it really pulls the rug out. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. The game was developed with a theme of individuality, which was manifested from the extensive customization options, uh, the presence of a narrative, and the products of characterization as an adventure game. Real-world professional skateboarders contributed their experience to the plot, and upon release, the game was a major critical and commercial success, with reviewers praising its wide appeal, soundtrack, customization, multiplayer, and plot. And the sequel, Tony Hawk's Underground 2, was released in 2004. Um uh th- this game also just for me um is i think it's the last tony hawk game i played up until the remake that came out last year of one and two mm, um mm-hmm. and
1: i feel like i've heard have you played underground 2 as well i have played underground 2.
0: that one is also pretty well regarded or am i incorrect
1: um i don't <laughs> i feel like it was i i i have less memories with that game yeah uh, I did play it because I remember I played them up until American Wasteland. Yes. Um, I remember Tony Hawk under like Tony Hawk's Underground. Like everything you described was just like so revolutionary. In yeah. This, in this like Tony Hawk skate game world, and then Tony Hawk's Underground Two came out, and then the story was just like I remember. Oh yeah, it was like the height of like Bama Jera. Like yes, that dude. Time. And he like was the co-host like of the game with Tony Hawk. Yeah. Um. And because of that, I think it became, it was just like the story was just so much more outrageous. Yeah. And a little more uh, unrealistic, I think. But I think I had a great, I had a great time. I have less memories of that game. Gotcha. So I feel like it was generally from my personal memory, less highly regarded, but it was still a fun game to play.
0: Okay, gotcha. this, this yeah. I guess underground to me sort of feels like when the series peaked and then it it started a descent afterwards., um, yeah. Uh, yeah, when we can get into that too. But, yeah, that's the basic history and context. But Alfred, I would love to know how you got into this game in the first place. Um, uh, is it fair to assume that you had played? I think you ta- I mean you've said you played a lot of the series. Were you playing these games up until this one? And it was just, hey, it's the new Tony Hawk. I'm getting into that.
1: Yeah. Um, That's, yeah, that's basically part of it. So I played one and two as a kid. Like I said before, like yes. I, we had it on N64. Ooh. And I played it with my brother. Um, and did it you have was a memory like, card? I did. Yes. Nice. I, I know
0: you need one for those games.
1: <laughs> yes, you do. Uh Yeah. I played that with my brother and it was like one of the first games uh oh man uh specifically the specific memory i have i think it was tony hawk 2 um there's a level there's a schoolyard level yes and then there's a game no well no this doesn't have there anyway (laughs) (laughs) uh the the high uh, high there's a part let me recollect my words. There's a part in the uh school level where it's just a wall, right? And you can grind on the wall, you can wall right up to it, and then grind the top. Yeah. And I've seen videos of this, but I felt like uh I s- found this out as a kid. Like if you just like grind and jump a bunch on that wall, yeah. you can just like d- like do those like classic Tony Hawk glitches that you see in like speed runs yeah. and like, high score runs where they're just like just racking up that combo Uh just and I was able to do that off that one wall and I remember that was a uh, I'm saying this I am finding talking throughout this uh, podcast that like any moment that I could beat my brother in a game really stuck with me it's important (laughs) to you yes it's very important to me (laughs) uh but yeah that was like one of like I remember that memory always sticks out to me when I think of that game is that wall And how, like, good I was at racking up points. yeah. And then I remember I came back to that game, like, years later and couldn't do it anymore. It made me so sad.
0: That's so sad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yes, I played those games. Yeah, Tony Hawk, up until Tony Hawk's 4. And it was, like, it was one of those games I did mention before. Like, my brother didn't let me, like, like touch the consoles or whatever yeah. but like i think there came a point where he was like started playing a lot of playstation and stuff mm-hmm. and like uh the n64 and like the consoles we got the tony hawk games were separate so i was able to play those games nice um but yeah i remember yeah and those games like i mentioned before too is was like up until tony hawk 4 it was there was no storyline yeah and it was more so you just played as a pro skater and yeah And who can forget the soundtracks on all all of those Tony Hawk games?
0: Truly created music taste for many of us. Yeah, Uh, I Matt Apodaca has talked about that specifically on the show, but like, there are like the first time that I ever heard uh, Dell the Funky Homo Sapien was on Tony Hawk Three, and with his song, um, Gosh, what's the song about hygiene? Either way, that song yeah. is, like, what got me into Dell. And then yeah. there's and so many. I'm sure a be, many of us have examples of stuff like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, like, a lot of the songs in that game, like, just have, uh, like, it's one of those hidden memories, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't necessarily remember the name. But, like, if it comes on, it just, like, brings you back immediately. Yes. This somehow made me think of what I was going to say earlier. Ooh, um, yes. Yeah. I I just had a brain blast, Jimmy Neutron moment. Um,
0: (laughs) We love those on the show. Yeah.
1: I mentioned, uh, yes, I mentioned uh, how uh, the Tony Hawk games were influential in me getting into skateboarding. Mm, Yes. Um, I always laugh about that because as I got deeper into skateboarding and met more people and what skateboarding means and how what skateboarding means creatively to a lot of people and like how it's inspired a lot of people in their lives. And you hear stories about actual pros and stuff. Yeah. You hear a lot of stories about people who are just like, yeah, I grew up in the hood and especially cause I grew up in Long Beach. So I was yeah. like skating around oh, okay. like a lot of like kids like that. And it was like, I grew up in the hood. Like I got a bunch of like family problems. Like I hear stories about like kids who had nothing to do with, Go skateboarding like out uh, in the streets because like their mom was addicted to drugs and it's like these really heavy compelling stories yeah and they're literally like skateboarding saved my life this is why I got into skateboarding this is why I devoted my life to it wow and then I'm over here like oh why'd you get into skateboarding mm, I played could i, I play could- Tony <laughs> Hawk Pro Skater yeah. <laughs> I'm like uh. <laughs> I could do this. I could do this cool thing on a wall. Uh, yes. on Tony Hawk 2, where you could like. Uh, I wanted to do that in real life. <laughs> and it life. changed my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's. I feel um, yeah, like you're not. Yeah. Al- you
0: are not alone, and that's part of the when skateboarding was so became so popular in the late 90s and then early 2000s. It's partly due to these games. Partly, probably due to Tony Hawk's. Hit like the, the celebrity the actual skateboarder his popularity in general in the x games there was that's definitely a thing i've heard discussed too is like that invade not invasion but like so many of us because i did a similar thing um too, was like got a skateboard and started skating around and like mm-hmm. that was my reasoning for it too um yeah that's that's you're not alone is all I'm trying to say. And, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. is interesting to see that uh, those two very different reasons.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it felt silly. But it's also, yeah, saying that to for anyone else listening who started skateboarding because of Tony Hawk's, uh, that experience is still valid. Everybody Absolutely. has a reason to get into the way they into the things they do. It, you don't need a huge, like heartbreaking or compelling reason To do the things that you do but it's uh yeah it is silly comparatively yeah Uh, but I like yeah that's not gonna take away like I absolutely love skateboarding like I said before it had a huge impact on my life and it's because literally because of these games yeah Uh, yeah
0: gosh I love it so um do you remember when you first got this game or is the memory not that specific
1: uh the reason why I want to talk about this game is yeah. because and this isn't like some huge story but like like <laughs> my basic only like worldly memory of this game um it s- has stuck out to me ever since it happened and it's one of the just like it's just like a nice memory yeah i think i mentioned before that like um yeah, my brother was very, uh, what's it called? He didn't let, like, it was hard for me to get my own games. Yes. Because he was the one who, like, had control of the console as an older brother. Yep. And he was just like, you can't touch it without my permission. Well, you know, the typical cliche older brother Seriously, stuff. Seriously, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, like, this is this game came out, what, what like, 6th grade? Oh, yeah. yeah, I was in sixth grade then, and yeah, this was about the time where I started like playing my own games. I think that like I had gotten my own Xbox by then, and so I was like kind of like, you know, maturing as like <laughs> as my yes. own individual person, um, and uh, yeah, it started. This was one of the first games that I was able to get, like just for myself. Nice. I think it might have been the. It might' have been the first game, Wow, I don't know, but it was one of the first, and it was just like uh, <laughs> like the ongoing thing of the, what I've been talking about. it was just like it stuck out to me because I had that freedom and it was just like a bit of a, yeah, separation from my brother in that way. That's huge, and I remember vaguely buying the game i maybe maybe this sticks out to me more because. Maybe a few weeks before I was trying to buy a Grand Theft Auto game. Maybe not <laughs> weeks before, but one of the biggest memories is, like, uh, I tried to buy a Grand Theft Auto game. And, uh, of course, I was, like, they, they had the ratings for the games. And uh-huh. I was, like, under, underage to buy it. But with a parent, they'll let you buy it. Sure. And it was one of those things where I was, like, my mom knows nothing about video games, <laughs> knows nothing about ratings. I'll just ask her for this game. Yeah. And I remember I was like, okay, like, mom, can you go buy me a Grand Theft Auto? And I was so close. Oh. Um, And then I feel like it was my brother. Maybe it was twofold. Man, my memories are crossing together.
0: It happens. (laughs) Uh,
1: But um, I think, okay, I'm going to say this is what exactly happened. My brother was telling my mom, like, I remember what happened. Yes, we did it. So. I got obsessed with Grand Theft Auto. My neighbor down the street had the game, and I was playing it, and it was so fun. (laughs) He showed me the feature that everybody knows in Grand Theft Auto where you can pick up a prostitute and (laughs) take them to the alley, and then the car shakes a little bit. Yes. (laughs) uh, There's that aspect to the game. I thought that was so funny, and, you know, I thought my brother was my buddy, and I was like, uh... We were talking about Fado. I was like, I think my friend let me borrow that game. Sure. Like I was playing it. And then I was like, um, and I think my brother got me in trouble. He was like, he told on me, he told my mom, he was like, you shouldn't let him play this game. This is what they allow you to do in it he ratted uh, you out the pro yeah <laughs> it was specifically the prostitution stuff and so yeah and i think what like what doubles down to is like i was very close to like convincing my mom to like go to target with me and get the game yes but i think it was because of that but i also vaguely remember the employee also <laughs> i'm like did my brother put you up to this uh what <laughs> happened was like the employee was like oh just so you know this game is rated this and like so you can buy it for him, but like this features- Come a- on, man. And I was like, yo, dude. <laughs> Thanks I'm for nothing. Trying- yeah, I'm just trying to play some open world. Uh, I'm just trying to shoot people. and Just trying to play the game <laughs> you play. probably play. Yeah, man. Um, anyway, that builds up to my happiness of being able to go to Target with my mom and have her get me Tony Hawk's Underground. And I remember I was so excited. There was nothing in the way because it was a game for everybody. The rating was for everybody, I believe. Or maybe just uh, some like... Maybe teen or something. Maybe teen, yeah. yeah. Um, But anyway, yeah. Like, there was no problems with that game. I got it. And the specific memory I have was like... I think it was like summertime or... No, it it couldn't have been summertime. It was a weekend. And... It was a rainy day and oh wow yeah i got home and i have a specific memory of like me being at home it's like raining outside and i was just like i like i have a game that belongs to me now and i was just very happy to just like put it in and just like start playing the game and it was like yeah that's the like i just have a specific feeling around that yeah. and, like that memory of it raining and being able to just play the game. For some reason, I feel like I was just alone in the house. Yeah. And I was just like, just playing it for hours. The
0: stars aligned for that day.
1: Yeah. It was, it was, it really is.
0: I still dream of rainy. days like that. Uh, yeah. And if I didn't have stuff going on yesterday, it would have been perfect to do exactly this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The rainy day yeah staying in playing Tony Hawk's underground um but yeah that that is the specific memory that always comes to mind when I think of of this game game. that's cool
0: now um you had played the Tony Hawk games leading up to that one what Mm. did you what do you remember liking about this one or what like uh where it was like a feature or something that really got you
1: yeah i think it was uh what you described earlier it was probably the first skateboarding game where you could custom like yeah like like uh was mentioned before the first four games were you were just playing as pro skaters yeah and there was no story and then it was the first i guess skateboarding game or influential skateboarding game uh where it had a storyline And you played as a customizable player that was essentially you. Yeah. And it's about you starting as a nobody and then coming up in the skateboarding world. Yeah. And it was just like, I think that was so influential in my life of like my early dreams of wanting to be a pro skater. I'm like, oh, this is like, oh, I feel like I'm actually doing that. Yes. Um. Yeah, that was, and it was like, that was the biggest feature. And if we're getting down to the technical aspect, it, it, you mentioned it before, and I forgot so that you mentioned it. You can get off your board in that game.
0: Yes. What that a, was... What a crazy <laughs> thing. And this game is so amazing to look at. You know, the lead up of one through five is really something special. And it's cool to see how they do really build on each game. I think especially going from like three to four and then four to four to underground yeah. is crazy uh in a, in a fa- that's i'm being a little uh reductive by saying crazy but it's it's amazing what they added and what they pushed i would have never guessed that the thing for five would be that not only can you get off your board but like it's a rise to fame or like a rags to riches story yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 It's it's really is. It's like, I don't know. I kind of likened it to the GTA games. It's like not only do they have like a great technical aspect to the game, but like anytime a game just has a great story yeah, that along with the technical aspects, it's like, it's, it's amazing. And like, that's what Tony Hawk's underground was. I think like getting off your board personally for me, at least like the games one through four was something you always thought about. Yeah. But you didn't really like, you know, these games were still like doing it for you. This these games were still like the only oh, yeah. skateboarding games out. So you're just like, I'm gonna play it. There's nothing wrong with this game. And then it was just like a plus to be like, oh, you can actually get off your board now. And then <coughs> it was bless you.
0: Sorry, right. thank you.
1: <clears throat> it was a like, yeah, a literal game changer. Like it, yeah, uh, it started like that whole thing I talked about with skate three and being able to spend time like getting off your board and then spending time doing tricks. That was like an early version of it. You can get off your board and then walk to like the start of a spot, like with ease and then get on and then like do your Tony Hawk line or whatever.
0: Yeah. Which that part, you know, having, I, I played this game too. I remember this is the final one that I didn't, like I told you already. I, I, I don't have a lot of specific memories. I just remember getting sucked into it. Like all Mm -hmm. the Tony Hawk games. Yeah. And, That element of being able to walk around and also platform, you can, like, run and jump onto things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to see where you can go. Um, That was great. But just, yeah, like you kind of just said, being able to start a specific spot, whether it's to do a trick or to get on a certain roof or whatever, yeah. was you had to really, like, finesse it on the first four games. Like, try to get him to, like, sort of pedal and then face the perfect way. But in this, mm-hmm. you could just get off your board and stand in the spot and get back on
1: yeah um and the the funny mechanic that stuck out to me early on in the game was like you can get off your board and then like you said you can get onto roofs and stuff Uh uh-huh the funny specific mechanic they put in the game or i guess it was like a a feature is you when you're climbing stuff he sticks the board onto his pants (laughs) yeah Somehow, and it's like it's, it's like, a sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some like kind of like skateboard holster that you stick. In, yeah, you stuck it into his pants, and then you climb around like that. And I remember seeing that. And I'm like, that I have never seen that in real life. Yeah, but no I way. love that. Yeah, I, I want to try that sometime when I'm like sneaking into a skateboard You need to get a like
0: skateboard. a a hook on your belt to to slide through your, the trucks of your board. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah,
1: the Tony Hawk's Underground skateboard holster.
0: Yeah, oh, the official licensed one from <laughs> yeah. from NeverSoft. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah, this is just such a such a cool game, and and I love, you know, it's not as I'll get into a little later for for one of the little preview to one of the post show segments. Ooh. It's a fun element that they introduce not only of like the sort of like seeing your player through on the story, but uh, being able to like role play in this world to meet tony hawk and bam margera yeah. to be mm-hmm. uh to be like have a mentor um yeah this game is really fantastic um i did want to as it sort of feels like maybe getting to the end of this chat um was there anything about the game that you haven't gotten to share about or did you get to basically hit your points
1: yeah, I think uh, to like tie it all together, I think I mentioned a lot that skateboarding was impactful in my life, but yeah. like I didn't really give specifics. And I think another reason, aside from that like very nice nostalgic memory Tony Hawk's Underground gives me, but like, um, so the games inspired me to start skateboarding. I think the specific nugget that Tony Hawk's Underground had for me was the whole thing where it was like, You start off as a nobody and then you can become a pro skateboarder. And that influenced my dreams into being like, oh, yeah, this is what it's like. I mean, the game, of course, there's a lot of over exaggerations and Uh unrealistic things that happened in there. But it's like the general idea, (coughs) the general idea of like, oh, you start off as a nobody and then you can make it into the skate world and Uh to have it be at least like the least bit tangible. Yes. like in a game was just like as someone who already started skateboarding was just like that meant a lot to me and so out like this kind of takes me outside of gaming a little bit but what happened with with everything is like that contributed to my dreams of becoming a pro skateboarder yeah and like eighth grade through early high school I was just like I'm gonna skateboard every day I'm gonna get sponsored I'm gonna be a skateboarder and what and then Spent every day skateboarding uh, in high school. I met a group of friends that I'd skateboard with like every yeah. day after school. And then I like getting like bringing another storyline into this. I used to uh-huh. play with like cameras and stuff a lot as a kid. Yeah. But what really compelled me to start using cameras more was, of course, skateboarding, and making skate videos. And I was like one of the only kids like I have a camera. I played with it a lot. I'll be the guy who films and, yeah. and edits stuff. And so, I got into skateboarding, met my friends, had a group of friends. We would make skate videos. Oh and my I gosh! Was the one I was the one that was like, I will film everything, I will put it together, and I. That's how I got into like video editing. Yeah, it was just making homemade skate videos and using Windows Movie Maker and stuff like that. Amazing. Yeah, one of my earliest like fun video editing projects was like the stop motion video was uh, where I was like jumping in the air all the time. So Uh I edited photos together to make it look like I was floating around with a skateboard. (laughs) Um, And that, yeah, it was like it's like memories like that that kind of like, yeah, I started video editing and it was purely a hobby along with skateboarding, of course. And that was my only experience. Now, fast forward, like you know, past all these games and stuff like that, to like uh, getting out of college. I studied like screenwriting in college. I was like, <laughs> I had given up a, on my uh, dreams of being a pro skateboarder, and realistically, yeah. wanted to make money in the entertainment industry yeah. because that's. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I have some experience with filmmaking. I wasn't thinking editing. I was just like, sure, I'll be a writer and I wanted to act and stuff. So that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. And I was like, I'll probably write uh, blah, blah, blah. And then straight out of college, I was just like uh, applying to stuff and everybody knows that like it doesn't uh, writing in the entertainment industry doesn't happen like a regular nine to five job. You don't yeah. just like apply to jobs and then get a writing it's like if only, <laughs> yeah, if only. Right. Um, and that's like the mindset I had. I was like, oh, like you learn a lot in school, like what a job interview is. And so that's like the mindset yeah. I had to it. Um, and with that mindset, the only job I could get, I was like looking for work. And then the only job that I had enough skills for was an editing internship, a video editing internship for uh, Billboard magazine. Oh, wow. And yeah, that was like the first job I can get. It was an unpaid internship, but it was the first job I can get straight out of college. Dang. Um, and so, yeah, I thanks to, yeah, the video editing I learned from skateboarding, which was interned for, from Tony Hawk, I just began video editing, I guess, quote unquote, as a career or what makes you yeah. money. And now that has developed. I've been like editing. I've been like editing, taking editing jobs for almost seven years now. Wow. And yeah, now like I, I mean, I technically like the jobs I work now. Um, it's like I work for Will Smith's production company and I That's right. make stuff uh, for Netflix's social media account. Okay. And, like, yeah. And it's, it's all editing. Like I, I have. Yeah, specific meme style of editing. If you guys, I want to, I mean, I have an Instagram, guys. You can follow me uh, at Alfred Zass, Alfred Z-A-S-S, and you can see all my editing stuff. Well,
0: dude, thank you so much for sharing. That was really fantastic to get a little insight into what this game means to you and its place in your life. So thank you so much for sharing about uh, your experience with Tony Hawk's Underground. Um, yeah,
1: thanks so much for of having course. Me. me talk about it. <laughs>
0: Dude, absolutely. To close things out, I've got two fun post-show segments prepared for you based on this game. Um, the first one is the Fact Me by Your Game segment, and that's where I just share a couple fun facts with my guest about the game they chose today. Um, could be Easter eggs, development history, uh, cheats, secrets, who knows? So here they are. Um, the first Ooh. one of two uh i have titled as return to old faithfuls so in thug tony hawks underground there Ooh. are three stages um from one, a game you're super familiar with tony hawks pro skater two that you can mm-hmm. revisit secretly after completing the story mode are you aware of these um you said they were from pro skater two yeah there's a f- there's three secret levels hidden in this game
1: yes i believe i vaguely remember this i don't know if i'm gonna get the levels right
0: it's all good um i could yeah. tell you about them if you'd like
1: i would like is one of them the hangar
0: one of them's the hangar
1: yes okay well that's that's the only one i really is one of them oh, okay is the other one the schoolyard
0: yep it's school too
1: yes uh, hey. there's a third one
0: there's the third one.
1: Oh, this is hangar schoolyard this one's kind of a famous level too. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's a coagulation from Halo, huh? It's coagulation. <laughs> it was going to be. Uh,
0: it was going. It was really close to being blood gulch, but instead, it's coagulation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the third yeah. one is actually Venice. Um, and oh. the f- the first two you get by uh, collecting a token in New Jersey for uh for school two in Moscow for the hangar. But mm-hmm. for Venice and the Hawaii level in this game, there's a like a little tiki statue that if you ollie into it, you go down this yes. tube. Do you remember it now? Yes, I do remember
1: this. Yeah. Yes. Wow, you unlocked a memory for me. Yes, I remember finding out about that through Game Facts. Shout out Game Facts. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Ollie through it, you go through the tunnel, and then yeah, you you find the hidden level.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So there are those three. Um, And then the second fact I have for you, uh, I have titled PS2 Master Species, which actually I'd like to know, what did you play this game on? I don't think I asked you that.
1: Yeah, I believe it was PS2. I believe it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was PlayStation 2. Gotcha.
0: Okay. So in the PS2 version of this game, players could enjoy the online skate shop, uh, which is exclusive to this version uh, in the game which allowed for different games and features, including the ability to scan the player's face into the game yes. to be featured on their oh skater. Oh,
1: my God. Yes, that was a big thing. Yeah, did you um, do this? I remember I was bummed that I couldn't do it. Oh. Um, I remember because that played into the whole like this is your game, this is you playing yes. it, and this is you becoming a pro skater. I remember that feature. Yeah, I'm remembering all the commercials now. It was like, this is the first game where you can play your own character and you can actually be you. I don't think I had the technology then to take a picture. And I don't think we had our stuff connected to the internet. Sure. It might have been, a, I don't know if you had to pay for it or whatever. But I think it was just like, at that point, it was generally just out of my like comprehension and yeah. comfort zone to do. <laughs> but I really wanted to. And, but... Yeah, I never did it, but I remember that feature being there, and uh, yeah, very sad that I couldn't do it.
0: Well, maybe maybe in another life we'll get you that yeah. chance, but yeah, pretty cool feature of this game. Uh, yeah, well, that'll do it for the fact me by your game segment, and then I will introduce the next one, the game recommendations. So this is uh, my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name, where I will treat Tony Hawk's Underground as your passionate summer love uh, and i will try to come up with suggestions of future loves for you based on uh, this game so Mm -hmm. the first one i have for you is if you want to play a modern another realistic uh, open world sports game with a sort of rpg element to it i'll recommend nba 2k22 oh yes so there's there's one for you where you can you know, literally, it's open world. You can walk around New York and play basketball at, at anywhere you want. You can have a whole career. Uh, shout out to good friend of the show, Mikey Stevens, who loves this series and that oh, game.
1: yeah. I think I have played. I've shot a basketball <laughs> sketch with him. Um, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> but basketball is another very important sport in my life. I've seen gameplay of that video game. Didn't play too many basketball video games, but I play a lot of basketball and... Yeah, that game sounds amazing. I would love to play it sometime.
0: There yeah. we there we go. Um, the next suggestion or recommendation for you is if you'd re- like to play a throwback style Rise to Glory sports game, I'll recommend to you Golf Story. Are you
1: aware of this game at all? No, I am not aware of this.
0: So it came out about four years ago and it's a, a game that has a retro art style like 16-bit pixel Super Nintendo looking game. And yeah, it's just a little golf RPG where you start as this sort of nobody and you rise through the ranks of the golfers and there it's really charming and cute and a, just a great fun game as well, which you can get in a lot of places now. Uh, but I think it was popularized on Switch. Uh, Ooh, lastly okay. is if you want to get back to your extreme sports roots, but you want to play a chilly counterpart to underground uh, that is a little advanced in the series i'll recommend uh ssx three did you i know you played tricky but did you play three
1: i did play three
0: what a great um, game
1: it, it's a great game it's like uh i was disappointed at first because yes. they changed a lot of like the mechanics of it mm-hmm. and that's right Yeah, there was like less gravity in it. I remember you had less time to do your special tricks, and they focused more on a realism to it rather than SSX Tricky. I remember being really bummed about it because, like I said, SSX Tricky was a game where I was like, "I can beat anybody at this game. I love this game," and so I was so used to it. And SSX Three came out, and I was just I played it, and it was a little. It was like too realistic, and I was bummed out. The cool thing about that game was they introduced pressing, which is like the manual. In yes. Snowboarding. And that was a fun. So mechanic. fun. I didn't appreciate when it came out. I did play it again very recently on an oh. emulator and I absolutely love it because now I snowboard more frequently now. So now I uh-huh. appreciate a more realistic skateboarding. Totally. So, kind of like skate
0: three yeah. for you almost in a little bit yeah. of a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah Yeah, so uh i think it would just be so hard to go immediately from tricky to three uh Mm i yeah i've actually got it on gamecube and uh, i need to give it a go again um but yeah that's it for the recommendations and alfred that'll actually bring us to the end of the show um so before we oh yes please get into
1: that can i throw in a recommendation or maybe something excuse me uh i love that (laughs) it's not exactly a recommendation i don't know how many people i don't know if you can't keep up with the skate games but Mm. um so skate three as i said there's a whole i have a whole bunch of other memories i don't know no i won't get into that um Skate 3 is huge in the skateboarding world because of how realistic it is, mm. how I describe it. And it is like, you know, I know this game. I know this podcast I'm talking about, Tony Hawk's Underground. Honestly, sorry, Tony Hawk. I met him once in my life. He gave me a signed board. Uh, he's Whoa. my best friend now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I met him on a college humor show. Go watch, uh, go subscribe to Dropout. And watch Game Changer, guys. Another uh, oh my random plug. Um, Incredible. Um, anyway, sorry, Tony Hawk, but literally the best skate game ever made is Skate 3. Yeah. Thus far. Realistic. The story is, I mean, in Skate 3, they didn't really have a story. But as far as gameplay, skateboarding, uh, Skate 3 has a special place in my heart. Um, and it's gone 10 years. Everybody was anticipating a sequel. Um, they didn't get one because EA thought it wasn't a big enough cash cow at, like their 2K games. Ah, you know? uh, EA. So yeah, for the biggest, they they have made a series of bad choices yeah. in what games they would like to make, and not renewing or like letting giving Skate Three the money is one of the bad choices. But they announced early pandemic, or maybe during the pandemic, Skate 4 is officially a thing. It's in development. They just released a new teaser. <gasps> um, and it's not gameplay or anything. Oh. It's just literally a teaser. Oh, okay. <laughs> but And there's no release date. But that is something I am like very much excited for and waiting for. So Ooh. Skate 4, guys, keep an eye out for that goodness
0: uh that's very exciting now anytime i hear news about that i'm just gonna be thinking of you and your excitement <laughs> gosh <laughs> yes, well yeah. well dude uh thank you for that wreck and thank you so much for coming on today this was a blast to get to uh really hang out one-on-one for the first time this was yeah. awesome mm-hmm. um and uh, I just wanted to give you a little time to plug whatever you want, whether it's social media, your movie again, anything you want people to look out for for you.
1: Yeah, I told, yeah, first and foremost, I told everybody about the movie, Ocha. It's about uh, three people getting drunk in K Town. Very, very fun movie. Very excited. I am editing it now thanks to the inspiration by Mr. Tony Hawk himself. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Um, Tony Hawk. Thank you, Mr. Tony Hawk uh other yeah other stuff that i uh would be down to plug is of course uh (laughs) yeah subscribe to dropout guys uh watch college humor i'm in a few of their videos that's always fun and then the last thing is my social media stuff follow me uh alfreds a-l-f-r-e-d-z-a-s-s all one word on instagram and then on TikTok, i mentioned a little bit the giant pants that is just my thing on tiktok i somehow got a fall a very small following (laughs) 85k followers somehow uh on tiktok so hey i'm trying to reach 100k guys so let's get there let's get there guys road to 100k i don't take tiktok that seriously but (laughs) (laughs) um uh you can follow me on tiktok alfred's pants alfred z and then pants all gotcha. one word. And, you know, you can find videos of me skateboarding in those giant pants and almost hurting myself because I have no hands free. Yes. Um, so, yes, if you want to find that video, follow me on social media. I and love yeah. that. Uh, we'll include uh,
0: links to all that in the show notes of this episode. So, listener, you can just go ahead and click and uh, do all that there. Um, yeah, Snooky, well,
1: poly D please
0: click oh, the yeah. links. Yeah. oh they' they're consistently doing that for for our guests right. so don't you worry they'll 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 be following <laughs> you soon Sweet, um thanks. well uh thanks again and I'll go ahead and uh close this out with some plugs of my own um yes. the cover art for call me by your game is of course done by Glenn J uh, you can find him and his other wonderful works on instagram at glenn with two n's j a y the show is produced by jeremy schmidt you should check out his show video games a comedy show also on our network here at super npc radio which you can support on patreon at patreon.com slash super npc radio we are just wrapping up our Legend of Zelda Games Club series, which we've been doing all year long. Uh, we have our co-op episodes, the Resident Evil Book Club, Super NPCs, and uh, Stario Chart, which is our astrology-based uh, video game show hosted by Tyler Schnupp and Brent Flyberg. Um, got a lot of fun stuff over there, so if you've been listening and you uh, want to support us, uh, that's a way that you can do that and get truly some really high-quality work. Uh you can also follow me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe and I haven't been doing it much lately but someday I'll get back to streaming on Twitch and you can find me at twitch.tv slash cons with a Z is cool 69 that'll do it for this episode of call me by your game we will see you on the next one from the world when it gets The seas part when they hit the floor The voices carry on and out the door The new touch turns into gold